0: sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay.
1: Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet, two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack, go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte.
0: This is Neebles from Chicago, Illinois, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land.
1: Man, Chicken Days sounds like a lot of fun. My neighbor went on and on. This is our first Chicken Days, too, because okay. we, moved, we moved here, and then there was COVID. COVID, that's right. And we were like, oh, we missed out, and we heard all these great things. Well, it is so big this year. They have something like... They usually only get like 12 sponsors. They've got something like 50 sponsors this year. They've extended things. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. And my kids are like, I know Bruce and his wife are, are coming, but can we bring our friend? I'm like, go get all your friends. It's just going to be mayhem. You have yeah, your phone enjoy. on you. We'll be wandering around the same sort of areas. It'll be fine. Now, I mean... Half of the people that are going there will be either RCMP or Winnipeg police. So it's not like you got to worry about your kids getting beaten or snatched or something, right? Like, what's going on, the dog?
0: Can you not sit on the fucking table? <laughs> fucking sitting on the cable of the computer. These dogs.
1: I know mine, kids, mine, knows, mine knows that I don't like to be interrupted. So I'll just stand up and open up the door and let her out. And as soon as I sat down, she just sat down beside me. I'm like, fuck off. Okay. I don't
0: know how he got out and then they're going to whine at the fucking door to be out because they went out and then they're going to be whining to get back in. So I told my kids, take care of them. I'm going to fucking record the pod. Give me one yeah. hour of my life
1: without <laughs> any bother. Yeah. Just 60 minutes. Just sixty yeah, minutes. They got, uh, the they've got uh, a whole bunch of live bands that'll be on too. So it, it, should, it should be okay. And worst case scenario, I got a bunch of booze at my place and whatever music we want to listen to. And we can like, we can literally walk there. It's like yeah. two blocks down the road. We well, can worst case scenario, I just push
0: those Canadian bands off of this stage
1: and I start singing English. <laughs> Speaking of Mailbag.
2: <laughs> mailbag. Not the one with
1: hair, but with an envelope. Oh, we have we have some mailbag nice questions. Transition. I love that transition. You like bro. that, I like. We're getting better at it. Did you notice the? I know. And then and then Deepak was like, "What are they talking about cocaine?" Because I'm tapping my. I, it's like my signal to Bruce or his yeah. signal to me that you know whatever we did was right on the nose. Like that was perfect, yeah. right? Or you agree with the guy type deal. And uh, there was a few times where that was happening where we were doing transitions that were, I mean, spot freaking on right we're the greatest podcast on the planet what do you expect okay so we should change this as yuri's mailbag so yuri <laughs> yuri's got no here he's got some good questions he's got some good questions he yeah. does he's he got a something. couple of good questions we have one from michelle we have one from steve-o toledo nice <laughs> ah, so is that what it says if that's what it says. Stevo Toledo. Let's start with Steve Toledo in the All Twitterverse. Right. Steve Toledo. He says, what type of impact would Alan Lazard have on this wide receiver group by not signing his RFA? Wow. Good question,
0: man. Um, I don't see him as the one anyway. Yeah. So it's this year, and we've talked about this. There's it, it's gonna be spreading of targets. My concern is that there has to be – here's the way I think it's going to shake out. At the beginning, let's say first four to six games, I think Randall Cobb is going to be the man with targets. He's going to be the target hog and spreading other places. Number two on the depth chart is going to yeah. be Jones, the running back. Yeah. The running back. And it's going to be Jones, but the running backs is number two. And then whoever decides to step up and play is going to be number three. If Lazard's not there, it's going to be kind of a Cobb-Lazard target share coming out of the gate, right? But if Lazard's – there's no clear-cut one on this, right, on this team. We know that. And that's good, man, because then they don't know who to cover and we're going to dice them up, I hope, or that's
1: the plan. I think it would have an impact. I think the impact would be minor. I think that uh, Lazar does not have a big enough piece of work. I mean, if you listen to our last podcast where we talked about it, I think he doesn't have a big enough piece of work to start demanding extra and more money and holding the team ransom. And quite honestly, the fact that he hasn't signed it now, I'm now starting to get a bad taste in the mouth. Don't get me wrong. This is going to hurt. any Losing any player that Aaron Rodgers is used to throwing the ball to is going to hurt. Yeah. But yeah, it's not in the grand scheme of what our offense is going to look like this year. Lazar wasn't getting a thousand yards. It wasn't that. Okay. Yeah.
0: 40 receptions for 513 yards and eight touchdowns. That's what we're losing if he doesn't sign his RFA. Yeah. Yeah. Basically a, a good tight
1: end. So let's let's do like a Uri sandwich here. We'll do a Uri question. Then we'll do Michelle's question. Then we'll do a Uri question. Okay. All right. So Yuri, uh, first of all, congratulations on your first actual in-person meeting in Canada coming up. Why, thank you, Yuri. My question is, where did Good Morning Football disappear? I understand Kay Adams left, but now there's no show at all, just a summer break. Or Yuri, I'm gonna be straight with you, brother. I have no idea what goes on on the NFL network. I don't do any of the programming there. And quite honestly, I don't really watch too much of it during the off season, other than to get updates or to hear about other stories. I think. Good morning. Football is on a slight hiatus. I Googled it as soon as I saw
0: this question just to see. And there is nothing that says it's been canceled. It says Caleb yeah. leaves abruptly
1: because of the Amazon deal. Um, oh, they'll come- she got a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, they're just chucking oh. money at some of these people that are, I mean, how can you say no? Right. Like Tom Brady's already got like a two billion dollar deal with ESPN or something as soon as he retires. Like I, if I was Tom Brady, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I think I got enough rings. I could use some more money. Yeah, <laughs> You know, certainly. Certainly. OK, Michelle. Uh, why is Sammy Watkins not a camp? So this, Michelle, is a very good question. This one perplexes the hell out of me. Sammy Watkins should be there. I know it's voluntary. I understand that he's a vet, but this is now looking like more like the Devin Funches signing like ever before. Like 100% Devin Funches. Guy, guy, guy just wanted to get his million-dollar guarantee, and that was it. He's going to sit on the couch and retire, I guess. I, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. If you are a brand-new wide receiver, you should be out there getting to know these guys, getting to know, running these routes, being around the system. Has he been in the building? No. All right. Here you go.
0: Zach Kruse tweeted this out, okay, seven weeks ago. <laughs> That's how much news we have on this guy. Yeah. Is, during his one season with Matt LaFleur in L.A., Sammy Watkins scored eight touchdowns not H eight, even a shish at the end, but <laughs> I went to Dutch bros right now with my daughter. So <laughs> she isn't there average 15.2 yards per catch and created 10 plays of 20 plus yards. Jared Goff's passer rating when targeting him was 116. We all know Jared Goff sucks, but he's played 99 yeah. career games. He's only 28 years old. Definitely worth a look. He might not make this team at this point.
1: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. This seems like the Devin Funches thing all over again to me. I think this move was maybe just to shut some fans up or something. Seems like Okay. In, okay. And then, Yuri, inspired by you guys, I will start in September together with some of my friends, a podcast dedicated to Packers in Croatian. Do you have any tips? Yeah, don't. don't (laughs) how to organize and prepare which platforms you know what yuri i'm gonna i got to be straight up with you brother i use a different system than everyone else uses some people they sit down and they have show docs and they have it down to the second some people they riff off i will tell you bruce and i do a little bit of both a lot of just kind of off the top of our heads, and we talk about the news and how we deciphered it and what we thought. So you know what? Do what works with you guys. Try it. get out there. Put it out there. Put
0: it out there. We talk all week, right? And just behind the scenes, it took me three months to settle into this thing. And yeah, I want to be a podcaster for life, really, to be honest with you, um, which is why, It takes a lot of time, and it's like an everyday job on top of your other job. Um, The only suggestion I have is you have to be yourself, first off. And when you listen to our first episodes versus now, we've gotten better as we've gone along. Maybe by episode 1,000, we might be polished or probably not. But just be yourself, man. Just do what you need to do and just commit to it. The best advice I can give anybody on anything ever, including being doing a podcast, is either you do it with intention or don't bother doing it at all.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: That was Mailbag. All right. Groovy tunes, the stacks of wax, and current tracks, pop tracks, the Waybacks with the Wolfman. Oh. Okay. <laughs> i've got a uh a a brisket recipe for you i can't wait for this well you're gonna have to because i left it on the counter (laughs) all right (laughs) hey
2: good looking what you got cooking
1: okay this is my brisket smoking recipe this is the insider tips and techniques i'm telling you you know we got jess prilas Next episode, Jess Prylis, excited. hardcore, aren't you excited? I'm beyond yeah. excited. This is this is exactly what I use it for. So, okay, this is what you want to do. You want to go to your butcher and you want to get yourself a nice brisket. I go four or five pounds, something like that, right? When you're cooking like a, a beef brisket, if you're going to pull it, you want to get it to uh, about 190 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit, which is at 225, which is about 90 minutes per pound. Okay, so you got a five pound, five times nine, you get to it. It's going to be a kind of all-day event, right? So I, I get it on a Friday. If I want to eat it Sunday, I get it on a Friday. I take it home, okay? I give it a little rinse under the tap. I throw it in like a roasting pan. I cover it with beer. So I pour beer in there, whatever beer you got, whatever you like the flavor of, put it in there. Put a whole bunch of beer in there. I shake a little bit of spice in there, a little bit of Tabasco sauce, saran wrap it, and I throw it in the fridge overnight. Next day, I take it out. I try not to squeeze it too much because it's soaked in all that beer and goodness, right? I I pat dry it with a paper towel. I then put it on my, I've got a big butcher block that I use for meats and stuff. I put it on. I take that hardcore carnivore and I mix like 90% hardcore carnivore and like 10% Montreal steak spice, just because I like the big pieces of the Montreal steak spice compared to the hardcore carnivore, which is kind of very small pieces. So I shake that up. I cover the entire thing, I rub the entire thing, okay? I put it into another container, saran wrap it, airtight, put it back in the fridge, that's Saturday night. So now Sunday morning, I take it out an hour before, I get the smoker going to the temperature I want, I put it in the smoker and I leave it there. Don't open it, don't nothing, okay? You leave it in there, let's say we're doing a uh, a five pound beef brisket, 90 minutes is, uh, what's that, 400 minutes? So what's that? Uh, six hours, five, seven hours, six, seven hours, something like that, right? Yeah, four hours, you, four and a half hours, right? You yeah, can, you can, yeah, you can do the math. <laughs> so then I take it out once it reaches temperature about one ninety. I take it out, I wrap it in foil, I and then I wrap a towel around it, okay, and then I put it in the oven. The oven is just it's 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 not on. It's just there to keep it in a secure space away from everybody. Okay, then you get all your other fixings ready and stuff like that, and you let that sucker rest for about an hour and a half, two hours in there. And what's it going to do? Is it's just going to suddenly get stupid juicy, right? Cut that sucker across the grain, put it on. Uh, we we like to use uh, fresh crescent rolls, and then I put a, a dab of coleslaw, dab of uh, barbecue sauce on there, and maybe a little bit of hot mustard or Dijon mustard or something. man, you will pound those things back. Your kids will be coming back in the middle of the night. You'll get the meat sweats that night because you'll eat an awful lot of it. You get a nice, thick, juicy uh, uh, smoke ring on there from it being in there. When you're using the smoke on a brisket, uh, again, you want to use, you know, the heavier uh, uh, woods like a mesquite or a uh, hickory or, uh, you know, I like to use the uh, Jack Daniels uh, uh, barrel chips. They grind up the barrels and you can smoke the wood. It gives it a real you know, kind of a hot spice to it. Nothing that uh, kills the palate, but enough that you get a nice bite to it. So uh, beef brisket, 190, let it rest for at least an hour and a half, two hours after. Let it. Some people will let it rest for five, six hours. Some people, you know, they've got different techniques. They wrap it halfway through. They wrap it with an hour left. They wrap it at the beginning. Play around with it. Enjoy it.
0: Bingo. not what matt's brisket
1: matt's brisket texas style brisket get your butcher oh yeah and you know what when they leave that fat cap on there you want fat cap you want the fat side up in your smoker fat side up okay if you put a fat side down yes it creates a lot of steam when you put a fat side up it, it it forces the fat to go through the meat to drip off you want it dripping off like an ice cream cone like that right you can trim some of the fat but leave yourself a nice nice fat cap on it that's where all the flavor is matt's brisket matt's brisket <laughs> <laughs> ah! oh you know what i almost forgot buddy i was thinking about it the other day and we had uh mentioned it uh a few times and uh you know we we kind of even uh just just bypassed it did we what did we bypass well i this is uh the red
3: last steals the show batman
1: hey deepak shona here coming from california you're you're listening to packers without borders the best packers pod in the game thank you for listening to packers without borders you can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts.
0: And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TPublic, Packers Without Borders.
1: Peace. Go Pack Go. It's alright.
2: Now we're gonna move it slow.
1: <laughs> <Got it. laughs> you need
2: to <laughs> oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 love it.
1: without borders guys tune in great show it's not just about football and he froze that's how i that's how that's he he froze there he goes now he's not frozen now he's yelling at his (laughs) nose whoa matthew how are you doing i'm doing i'm doing great uh the riddler is here and uh apparently uh he has uh, uh a few riddles for you he wanted to uh try out on you.
2: I'm excited this time I'm gonna get it all.
1: Okay, here we go. i take go. it all. You're gonna take it all hard. <laughs> okay.
3: Like a marshmallow in a piggy bank.
1: Like a marshmallow in the big bank.
3: Well, Mr. Wayne, it is now time for your doom. Enter the Thunderdome. Hello, Riddler. The first riddle, Mr. Wayne, if you dare. What goes in dry and hard, but comes out wet and soft? A mop. Pasta.
2: Pasta. Noodles.
3: Uh-huh. And noodle head. Number two, Mr. Wayne, what's the difference between an oral thermometer and a rectal thermometer?
0: You don't clean the rectal thermometer with your mouth afterwards.
3: Well, the taste is the difference. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, what, What do newly married couples get on their wedding day that's long and hard? Vows. A, a, a new last name. <laughs> a new last name. Take off my coat, then eat me. What am I? A banana? You, oh ding, Mr. Wayne. You must be doing your homework. Congratulations. I save the orphans. I save the orphans. <laughs> Not just yet. Doesn't matter what room we are in, you always spread me what am I?
2: Coronavirus.
3: Butter. Butter, Mr. Wayne. What is the difference between a woman's G spot and a dime? Ha ha! I don't know. Sometimes you have found a dime. <laughs> you'll never find <laughs> spot. the giggle spot it's on the side just above yes. the hips you're that's right that's what it is it's in the it's whale tail in, area it's in the in the whale tail yes set me to vibrate when you want some alone time what am i an alarm clock a cell phone oh mr wayne you were on such a roll one in a row one in a row <laughs> but that was good. <laughs> we used to wake up with alarm clocks not cell phones so i'm right two points no i want to be inside you every day and you can set me to vibrate for extra fun what am i (laughs) Uh I electric toothbrush you dirty Um. old billionaire (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, I guess those are hard
3: that's what she said
1: <laughs> exactly
3: you put me in your mouth and have endless fun blowing me what am i bubble gum bing mr wayne bing two and a half points this round your best round yet ever <laughs> ever When I'm wet, I'm soft and gentle, but when I'm dry, I'm hard and rough. What am I?
2: A sponge.
3: Mr. Wayne, outstanding. (laughs) I can't believe I got that. I can be long and hard or short and soft, but I always get the job done. What am I? Uh. Peter (laughs) (laughs) A candle.
2: Oh. Wax on off?
3: Just terrible, Mr. Wayne. Terrible. What did you get that round so I'm four? Me to keep talking. But I, 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 I can hear you. I can hear you, Mr. Wayne. I saw <laughs> What'd you get that round? Four and a half? Four and
0: a half. It was nice seeing you, Bruce
1: the radio the acting that bruce displays when we do these things bruce acts this shit out okay we are a all you, all we publish is the audio, but Bruce is putting the effort. You have to understand, folks. Bruce is putting in the effort. He is physically getting up and pretending to walk away, pretending to close doors, yelling out his. Name. He is the extra effort this man puts in for you. At the least, you could do is give him a bloody rating on Spotify. Jeez, That's all. Dude. I mean, it. who, do who do you got to blow? Who do you got to blow? Right? Like what? I don't know. Like what, what uh, do we gotta start giving shit away or something? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We shouldn't We're giving what we away it a away? podcast? Yeah, getting I mean, fucking seriously. Paid for it. This is gold. I want, okay. Like you take this, you take these nuggets of knowledge home, like where the the meat meets the metal. You take this knowledge of nugget and you take this home and you say to yourself, you know what, this is worth a million dollars. A million dollars. The least I could do, because this clearly just knowing that saying probably saved a thousand lives maybe even 10,000 lives, may, lives maybe maybe even 100,000 lives and that's and that's why we justify it
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i had a really good question that i saw fly by twitter and i'm going to ask you this question cuz i actually put it out there with my family and a couple friends and i haven't I, any
3: i haven't an any ready? oh that's not that so, okay
0: who is so the question was who are your mom and dad's favorite athlete? but so think about that and then think about who your favorite athlete is
1: any sport anything so parents and you well my dad and i would be both be brett Favre, and my mom would be you know what carl lewis Flo Joe, like there's a lot of athletes, even Wayne Gretzky, like it would depend on what, but if you were to say like all over, I think she would be saying like Serena Williams or something. Yeah. I never, I never even thought about it. Like I know for my dad, it was
0: Gordie Howe cause he was big. Oh yeah. Was yeah. 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 Gordy Gordie Howe for sure. For my dad, my mom, I have no fucking clue. Like not even a guess. And she was pretty, like she was sporty. You know, she she was good. I don't know who her favorite athlete is, so no clue. Who's, who's yours? It believe it or not, it's Bart Starr, man. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, like I was kind. Of, I went. Did you ever see him play? To- uh, fuck off. <laughs> well, you're like sixty three, so I figured that maybe you'd yeah. seen him Whoa, you know, when he was a, did, when he was I, a rookie. <laughs> I do. have. I do have, yeah, Mister Younger than Face.
0: <laughs> that, that makes you born in
3: 1898. <laughs> False, gone seven years ago. False, <laughs> gone years ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I
0: just, I do have some very vivid memories early on, and watching tape on him, and. It was really why I wore number 15 in rugby, why I ended up being a fullback. And now that I look back on it, it was, yeah, it's definitely Bart Starr, man. Like, even as an older person, once we, you started seeing him in the limelight and a lot of people just kind of saw the tail end of his life a little bit, right? But the dude was, he was a very, very good person, like a very nice, good person. I got to meet him once, just shake his hand and got a signature from him at fan fest um in green bay and just before he, he got took, really sick yeah and he took mm. the time to sit there and ask some questions and yeah it was me yeah <laughs> it, <was my> <laughs> it was really awesome so just going through all that and finally having closure with meeting him so late in life um was pretty fucking cool so it's him either that or michael jordan oh yeah
1: him too right i mean yeah. it, it If I had to pick, it would be either Gretzky, Jordan, Favre, right? Barry Bonds. But if you were to say, "Listen, you can only pick one," mine would be—I—I—I'd go with the hillbilly from Mississippi, Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons select Brett Favre, Mississippi.
3: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right. That's that's. that's, I'd
2: ride him. him
0: in the hospital bed. We're just iconic, dude. Just like, just literally hospital red rolling around, and he gets drafted. He's like, "Fuck yeah, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah." uh, Until the recent stuff, and he's falling off. Not, not falling off the pedestal, because you can't. It's, it's just if he's gonna be my favorite athlete, he has to be on and off, and you know, and that's why I think Michael Jordan falls off a little bit too, because he's kind of an asshole. Um...
1: You're not going to find reasonable man at the tops of mountains.
0: That's why I'm saying Bart Starr for his, what he did was pretty, and maybe because he was maybe younger, you know, in his forties, fifties, sixties, the dude was probably an asshole, but by the time I got to meet him, he was super nice. So that's the only experience I have with him. I see him winning Super Bowls on black and white television and then being a really nice
1: guy. So nice, nice. Yeah. Bart Starr is the, uh, the epitome of uh, the Green Bay Packers, you know him in that uh, you know those iconic pictures, Ray Nitschke, you know and Paul horning, uh, Paul horning and uh, you know those guys just covered in blood, sweat, tears in the mud and the steam coming off of them, and you know playing in the weather and the conditions and just bringing it home, you know, seeing seeing uh, uh, Bart Starr go out there and take the quarterback sneak against the Cowboys in the Ice Bowl. And, you know, there's Vince been Barty going, well, run it. Let's get the hell out of here. Right. Like they had so much confidence in what they were doing. Just they just couldn't be stopped. All right. So if you could go back, well, and you might not be able
0: to answer this now, but one game in the entire history of the Green Bay Packers, if you could go back and watch one game, what that, what would that game be?
1: Oh, Brett Favre's father game would be right up there, man. Yeah. I think that's where i am too
0: that's where i was leaning like as soon as i said it that was like Fuck, that game was that was
1: supernatural that was yeah. supernatural you could not believe i re. i mean i remember it like it was yesterday we needed to win the, against the raiders and we needed to win our last two games of the you know we needed to win out to make the playoffs we were right on the edge of not making the playoffs. and 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 His dad died on on Friday, wasn't it? It was like Friday. His dad passes away. There he is playing Monday night. Yeah. And it was a Monday night. You're right. So it might've been Saturday that he passed either way. Like it was, it was real fast. It was 24, 36 hours or something. It was very fast. And I have the video. I've, I've got, I've got his autobiography that was written by his mom. I have another autobiography that was written by a sports writer, right? And there's videos and interviews and stuff and you know him saying there's no way i couldn't play i get it i understand it's a little maybe it's a little twisted maybe it's a little but that's the best thing that he could have done to honor his dad was to go out and then what did he throw 458 and five touchdowns by the beginning of the third like it was ridiculous it was ridiculous he completely Obliterated now. Now, get this too. When you watch this game, he is hucking a lot of jump balls, and Javon Walker and Ferguson and even the tight end, you know, are catching magic balls. Dude, it
0: was he died the day before the game, the day before the day before. So, on December 22nd, 2003, the day after the death of his. Father Brett Favre played a spectacular game on Monday Night Football on Sunday evening. Irvin Favre had suffered a fatal heart attack in Mississippi, where Favre was born. Wow. So it was the day before he threw two touchdown passes in each of the first and second quarters for 311 yards in the first half alone as Green Bay led 31 to 7 at halftime. Favre, whose teammates physically embraced him throughout the game and who received an emotional hug from his wife in the fourth quarter finished the night 22 of 30 for 399 yards the Packers record improved to 96 bettering their playoff position but that fact was secondary I knew my dad would have wanted me to play Favre said afterwards before driving back to Mississippi I love him so much and I love this game
1: hats off hats off I think that would be right up there I don't see the Matt Flynn game against, uh, uh, you know, Dallas. the Lions, or was it Dallas where he threw yeah, six it was touchdowns? At that game. The greatest comeback in? No, yeah. no, no, the one where he threw six touchdowns, not the one with Eddie Lacy where uh, uh, Eddie Lacy uh, ran for three. The one where he threw six touchdowns, wasn't it against the Lions? Let me see. It was a ridiculous game. That one was like 45-43 or something. He had to throw six touchdowns. That would be a good game to go to, right? Um, four
0: hundred and eighty yards, six touchdowns against the Detroit Lions, leading the Packers to a season-ending yeah. victory. See, I got to see Matt Flynn in Dallas, and I know I said this game before, but I was there, and we were down twenty-one yeah. to three at halftime. And the problem is that I had bet every single Cowboy fan around me a beer for every touchdown, figuring that yeah. we'd actually score something. So I ended up popping probably about two hundred bucks in beers in the first half. And then second half rolls around and all people that I bought beers for all of a sudden, I had four times about seven, so about 28 beers in front of me at my feet (laughs) with my wife by the end of the game. And I was slamming them and I was like, no. So we all kind of huddled up and I was like, I started handing out beers and we're like, we're just going to chug these beers and chugged it at the end of the game. So that was my experience with that Matt Flynn comeback game. It was awesome.
1: That first play in the second half said it. They handed it off to Eddie Lacy. He ran 64 yards up the left side, busted a hole, and the team went, we can do this. And I thought to myself, if we score quick here, we're in this. If we can get a three and out and it was score quick, three and out, suddenly it was 21-17 and you felt it in the building. The air left the entire building and the crowd. They were up by four at the time and they were still just Dead silent, like oh, silent shit. in there, and they were getting
0: pissed, like they were yeah. in a bad mood. The third quarter on, from about like five minutes left in the third quarter to the end of the game, they were in a bad mood because, on top of the fact, that I was like, Go get me a fucking beer, your yeah. turn, <laughs>
3: <laughs> go get my beer, bitch. <laughs>
1: the, Beer, bitch. the ice bowl. Um, how about the fourth and uh. uh uh, how about the fourth down play to Cobb to beat the chicago bears that would be a good one uh what about uh 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 oh farve had a bunch of great comeback games oh and then you try and think of any other game that it would you know where you know uh uh somebody maybe ran for 300 yards or you know what i mean they had a big but a lot of them were like Julio Jones destroyed the Packers secondary. I don't want to see that game again. You know, I want to see where the Packers were doing well. That's a good question. Which NFL game of all time, but it definitely wouldn't have the Vikings there.
0: No, honestly, just no, probably the, you know what that bears, that bears game. Randall Cobb seems like a really good choice of recent memory. You know, with Carson Palmer,
1: um, with Carson Palmer and Ray Lewis, and with the Baltimore Ravens, and Carson Palmer with the Bengals, there was a game that they had that was like, gosh, I want to say it was two thousand. It might have been ninety nine. It might have been two thousand one. But they were right in it with Chad Johnson and them. Remember Ocho Cinco? And uh, uh, the it was a back and forth. The Bengals scored with eight seconds left, and it was like thirty eight. or something like that Bengals and uh with eight seconds left they kick the ball off to the Ravens and instead of squib kicking it they kick it high and the Ravens return it 92 yards to win with no time left like that would have been a killer game to go to um
0: How's this one for you? So, the fake spike or the clock play? Yeah. 27th, 1994, Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets.
1: Dan Marino. Dan Marino does the fake spike for the win. Yeah. The best is when Aaron Rodgers did the fake spike in Miami. (laughs) Yeah. For the win. That was I the
0: about that. Remember?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was the significance of that. That's why everybody was like, "Oh, genius! That's Hall of Fame legend stuff." That's Hall of Fame oh, legend stuff. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, we're on
0: the back end of the fourth and twenty-six with the Eagles. Oh
1: <laughs> no, we all know fourth and twenty-six. We all know fourth oh. and
0: twenty-six.
1: Gosh, Bar you know. played
0: for his father's. I'm. I looked up the 50 greatest games of all time. So Favre plays for his father is in there, obviously. Man, there's some good games in here. The Panthers played against, holy shit. So the Super Bowl Panthers versus New England Patriots, was that the Cam Newton MVP year? Is that what that was? No, that was uh, Jake DeLome. That was the Janet Jackson ripped off her boot. Yeah, 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 the boobie. (laughs) That's what I remember from that Super Bowl. Just beat it. Saints after Katrina. Yeah. Uh, This is all. Fuck you again. January 3rd, 1999. The catch two. Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers. No wonder I hate the Niners, dude. Uh, Like, it's 1999. Fuck you, Niners. Crazy. We have like a positive one for the Packers, other than. Oh. Vikings lose to Morton Anderson in overtime. I could go watch a game where the Vikings fucking lose. Fuck you. Yeah. Favre to Sharp, January 8th, 1994. Green Bay Packers versus Detroit Lions. A wild card playoff game featuring Barry Sanders running for 167 yards, but it still wasn't enough to overcome the young Brett Favre and the veteran Sterling Sharp. The score went back and forth. And in the fourth quarter, one big play after another. But in the end, the great throw by Favre. And a miraculous catch by Sharp gave the Packers a 28-24 victory on January 8th, 1994. Sharp plays two more seasons,
1: and he's a shoe in for the Hall of Fame.
0: I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Well, we're he needs ask, to be. He needs to be. You know, we've got that, that guy that I'm working on who's already in the Hall of Fame that I'm going I'm to try to probe to find out. We might have to have a conversation about that. Like, what is it that it's going to take to get? Sharp into the Hall of Fame because he is absolutely worthy of yeah. the Hall of-
1: 100%. 100%. Right on, buddy. Monday episode in the books, episode 119 mailbag. Don't forget if you have any questions, you can send them to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Packers Without Borders, all one word at Outlook.com. You can DM us at, at Borders Packers on the Twitterverse and uh don't forget t public you can get all of our merch you can get uh they've got the coffee cups iphone cases bed spreads you Pen- name it empty you name it edible edible panties edible it- panties <laughs> <laughs> they're cherry no edible way. panties right they're, they're they're good i don't think uh, it's that type of site but Next episode, Wednesday, we'll have Jess Priless Hardcore Carnivore. She'll be on giving us uh, all of her tips, tricks, and secrets of smoking, grilling, and barbecuing for the Backyard Warrior. And uh, the following episode, after Wednesday's episode, Saturday's episode, episode 121. One, two, one, One, two, one. We'll be live together, holding hands, singing karaoke in my backyard. Oh, are you in shape for the combine? Oh, buddy. Can she, can't you tell? Look, I'm getting my chin. is coming back. It's starting to, oh, I'm telling you, I'm starting to lose weight. Been running with those boys all day long. I, I
0: just spent six hours in the yard today, but it looks good. So yeah. that's my exercise.
1: That's how I stay away from my children. Oh, I got to yeah. clean my yard. Drama. <laughs> yeah. Right on, brother. Peace. Take care, buddy. Go packo. Go.
0: Oh, no, I wasn't recording.
1: Yeah, you were. It's right there. <laughs> this has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go pack, go Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide. Cuidarnos
0: unos a los otros. Hasta luego.
2: It's all right. They say it's alright They say it's alright Say it's alright Have a good time Cause it's alright Whoa, it's alright Now we gonna move it slow When the lights low When you your moving slow It feels like a moan 'Cause it's all right, whoa, it's all right. And now listen to the beat. And kinda tap your feet. Yeah, you got soul. Everybody knows that it's all right, whoa, it's all right. When you wake up early in the morning, feeling sad like so many of us do. Have oh, a little soul Make life your goal And surely something's gotta come to you And you gotta say it's alright They say it's alright Say it's alright Have a good time Cause it's alright Oh, it's alright Everybody clap your hands Give yourself a chance you got some Everybody knows That it's alright Whoa, it's alright Someday I'll find me a woman Who will love and treat me real nice When my role's gotta go My love she will know From morning, noon and in the night And she's gotta say that it's alright. They say it's alright. It's alright. Have a good time. Cause it's alright. Oh, it's alright. Everybody clap your hands. And give yourself a chance. You've got some, Everybody knows that it's alright. Whoa, it's alright. You've got soul. Everybody knows that it's alright. Whoa, it's alright.